The following is an unpaid program. everybody yeah we're gonna skip that <laughs> and start the podcast this episode is sponsored by forgetfulness sure i don't know um and that plays into me sleeping in and missing my alarm which i will talk about later in this episode oh my god so yeah um sponsored by forgetfulness don't be forgetful set 10 alarms set 10 alarms <laughs> don't be forgetful just remember, write it down. Write it down, you know? Don't be forgetful. Write a, a, tie a red string to your finger. Red string to the <laughs> finger. Write it down. Set 10 alarms. And guys, just remember. Just remember. That's good. All right, let's, let's start the episode. Now, we're back <laughs> after our Christmas holiday, sorry, hiatus. Yeah. You can't say Christmas. Christmas isn't anymore. the only holiday, man. You're right. Hanukkah was on Christmas. <laughs> Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa, and any other thing that people do. Anyway, we're back. It's been like a while, three, four yeah. weeks maybe. Yeah, it's been too long, I'd say. We apologize to our dozen of fans. Our dozen of fans. Um, I'm sure we can name them all and count them all on both our hands. Sure. I'll use one of my hands. You use one of your hands. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's good to be back. Yeah. We're in a new location. Yeah, we are in a new location. We're in my new room. Um, I, I just... Moved into this new room like two weeks ago, and when I got back, sorry, I'm getting choked up. <laughs> anyway, it's it's a good it's a good room. I really like it. Yeah, it's in Greenpoint. Now we're much closer. Sam, you know, he's a grown up. Mm-hmm. I have my own place. We can walk to each other now. Yeah, it's a it's a good situation. Yeah, and you know, there's a window in here, so it's oh nice. yeah, there is. It is a nice window. I barely open it. Maybe I should open it right now. Yeah, go do it. I'll, I'll man the mic while you open it. It's pretty. You know, I don't have a window in my room, so I, I, I feel like a caged up, you know, street dog. But I like to come here because it's it's pretty. So we're going to do the pods here from now on just because there's more space. It's just better. I have a yeah. chair to sit in. Sam used to sit I on my back. bed. and yeah. I used to have him change pants and put on a pair of my sweatpants. It was nice. It was fun. It was cozy. Because he would wear his stuff on the subway. I didn't want the subway butt sitting on my bed. Yeah, I call them my public pants. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or as Sheldon in the Big Bang Theory calls it, his bus pants. His bus pants. Oh, I didn't realize that was a thing in the Big Bang Theory. Yeah, you know, the show everybody hates, but it's actually not that bad of a show. Fuck, yeah. Fuck everybody. They all think that show's terrible, but it's like the most successful sitcom in like the last decade. Yeah. So someone likes it. <laughs> you know, they, they book Middle America likes it. You know, they're on season 10 right now. Are they really? And they apparently they're like not talking about stopping. Like they might hit that. like 12. I didn't even realize that they've been on that long. Isn't that nuts? That's pretty crazy. Those actors don't want to do anything else. <laughs> I know. It's like you wonder if you get sick of it or it's like, well, we're getting a million an episode. Yeah, that's true. I Are like they it. all getting a million an episode? At Sheldon, Leonard, and Penny. Holy shit. Yeah. That's a lot of <laughs> That's a lot of money. Yeah, so I'm at, you're doing 20. How many episodes do they have? 26? 22. 22? Holy shit. Every season. 22 million a year. And that's just on the contract. Like, let's not forget, like, syndication. Syndication. Merch. Sure, merch. And, and then, like, 
if they act in anything else, commercials. Yeah. Like, uh, Jim Parsons is in a bunch of like American Express commercials or something. Yeah, and he was just in uh, Hidden Figures. Hidden Figures. Oh, did you see that? No. Oh, I just saw the trailer. Yeah, and I saw that he's in it. It's a good movie. But yeah, so they're stupid rich. Also, uh, Johnny Galecki stole getting Roxanne money. He was in wait. He was Roseanne, in, sorry, Roseanne. Roseanne he was in Roseanne. Yeah. He was the child. Hmm. I didn't realize that. I never watched Roseanne, but yeah. So he's just rolling in it. Yeah. And then yeah. Kaylee Cuoco ate simple rules money. Even yeah. Though I don't know if that show's really on that. It's. Much a, I mean, it's probably being syndicated somewhere. It's probably being yeah re rerunned on like the CW or something. Yeah. Anyway, what's new, dude? We have a lot to catch up on. I know. This is like this. You know, our our normal every week podcast, we'd have a few times where we'd like lull and be like, did I mention this last time? And you were like, yes. And we we're like, yeah. okay. This time we're act- we actually have things to talk about. Is the last time we did a- this podcast like December, mid-December? Before we left. Before yeah. we went home to California. Yeah, before we went home to California. Wow. Ooh. We went to- we went home to California. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was really fun. Katie came out to California Your girlfriend. for a week. My girlfriend. We've covered that. I like to say it every time. And, uh, just in case we have a new listener. Yeah, just in case the one person comes in on this and episode. He's like, who the fuck is Katie? <laughs> they-, they don't have enough time to go through eight episodes before this. I understand that. Um, but yeah, she came out, and then we all met up at Scott's house. Mm-hmm. Watch The Bachelor. Watch The, the Bachelor. Premiere. Oh, we, oh, we could have a whole... Do we just have a Bachelor podcast? <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm, there are a ton of Bachelor podcasts out there, Yeah, but I think we can dedicate one full... I think we should do... Like a bonus a episode. Full, yeah, a full episode just on The Bachelor, <sighs> like at the end of the season or something. Sure. Yeah, where we just recap everything, Fantasy Bachelor. Just talk about... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that doesn't mean works. we can't talk about Fantasy Bachelor like during our, our weekly recaps. Yeah. Which, by the way, my one of my girls was off first week. Your girl's going to win. Liz. You have Vanessa. I, yeah. I mean, if he doesn't pick her, he's an idiot. She's the most normal of any of them. She's like smart, good looking, yeah. has like a real job that's mm-hmm. respectable. And she's like, she's like his age. Yeah, she's 29. Like she's not 24. Yeah. If he doesn't pick her, he's a moron. Maybe he could pick like Danielle. Mm-hmm. But I think it's, I mean, Vanessa. I got batshit crazy Corinne, which has been fun. To which, you, which was, I think was definitely a good draft pick because <laughs> because she's not going. She's not going anywhere. But remember when um who was it? Will he sent us a Snapchat of of that tabloid front cover, and it was like top three. It was like Vanessa, Corinne, and some one of the other girls. Oh, who knows if that's true or not? That'd be yeah. crazy. That'd be crazy if it got down to Vanessa and Corinne. If Corinne makes it that far, I don't even see. That's why I don't think Vanessa would stay with him by that. Because remember, she was like, I right, don't, She's right, like, what right. are you doing? Like, yeah. she's like, if you want to just fuck girls, like, let me go. Yeah, exactly. don't give me a rose. That's true. That's and true. I was like, damn, Vanessa, mic drop. Fuck yeah, I like anyway, that. I like that. Anyway, good bachelor stuff. Yeah, sorry, we just we just went off on a little tangent. Yeah, so we got together with Scott. That was nice. We, I haven't seen Scott in a long time. He's our San Diego State buddy. Um, he's our he's our cinematographer. If anybody's seen our work. <laughs> yeah um uh yeah we, it was you, great you had um what's it called for the first time soul food oh yeah s-o-l food soul food yeah yeah it was great it's a uh, cuban food no uh puerto rican puerto food? rican puerto rican food delicious it was really good yeah delicious anyway uh we did that california was great it was california so nice was to be home fun. yeah nice to be home first time i was home in a year yeah that's nuts yeah first time i see my brother in a, in a it, full year it made me yeah i uh, no, my I saw my whole family in Utah, like, in Utah, and 
in March for my cousin's bar mitzvah. And yeah, I think that's it. No, it wasn't a full year. I mean, you being home, but you saw your family at graduation. Yeah, that's true. So I saw them a few times during the year, but I hadn't been home in, in a year. year. And it's crazy how how like much room I have at home. <laughs> Living in this cramped ass city and our tiny little poor shit, like it's unbelievable going home, just like the amount of luxury you I have. Know. Oh God. I know. I went home and like, I was like, damn, my room is, is huge. <laughs> oh, you're like the bathroom, like everything's yeah. clean and like there's food and it's everything's warm and it's, Everything's nice and there's space and it's just Whoa, like, dude, keep it in your pants, man. Ugh. It's great. I hope everybody heard you rubbing your nose right there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, California was great. We've been home we've been back in New York for a three couple, weeks. Three weeks. Yeah. I think we're yeah, we're finishing up our third week now. And uh Yeah, I three moved, weeks from tomorrow. No, for three weeks from today. From today, yeah. Yeah. I moved um We've got some things going on. I had a I had a meeting with an agent. Yeah. Kind of. It wasn't even a meeting. It was just like a rush audition thing. But, but how'd you get it? Talk about it. Um. Well, that one. Let's hear more about that, Sam. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, that one was uh is a small boutique agency that I just submitted like ran like cold submission online. I submitted my headshot and like my reel, and then they. They emailed me and were like, we're seeing people. If you want to come in and prepare, come in, bring a flash drive with all your stuff, uh, bring this talent profile and your resume, and then prepare this, prepare a commercial script. So I do that, prepare a commercial script. I go there, and it's basically just a glorified audition. Like, I thought it was going to be like a meeting where they like sit down and like talk with you about what you want to do and stuff like that. But it wasn't. It was just like I went in. They were like, you have your commercial script? And I was like, yeah. And I did it. And then they were like, okay, you want to try it like this? Did it again. They are like, you have any questions? I was like, no. Nope. And then they are like, all right, see ya. And that was it. I don't think I did very well. I think I got too nervous, too caught up in the op- uh, opportunities that it could, that, like, that could come from it. Yeah. And then also they were like, I, I improved a little bit in the in the audition. And then they were like, Okay, this time why don't you stick to the script? They're like, that was great. This time why don't you stick to the script? Yeah. How about this time you don't be an artist? <laughs> how how about this time you don't do what people will pay you to do? Be a cog in the wheel. Yeah. And so then I did it again and I don't think I put enough energy into it and I think I just kind of like I was like I don't think this is the right fit for me while I was there and I was just kind of like meh. But it's something. Yeah. People would be happy to get that opportunity. Yeah, it's a good opportunity, and it was good experience. Sure, but now we we both have meetings yeah. on Monday. Fell on the same other day. agents. Yeah, look at us. We're trying to make moves. Yeah, we're making very many moves. Yeah, maybe I don't know. You have a meeting I, with a talent yeah. agent. So, so remember, three episode, two or three episodes ago, we told you about our friend's roommate who works at an agency. We got her our stuff. And then one of their agents uh, contacted me and asked me to come in on Monday, which and, is super and, cool, and meet with them about their uh, youth commercial department, which was which is I think youth is just everybody under twenty five, but yeah, and that's cool, and it's commercials. Yes, and it's commercials, voiceovers, 
and something else. And you're going to go, they're going to give you something to read, you said? Yeah, they're going to go. I'm going to go, and they're going to have me fill out, like, a profile and give me a commercial script. So I'm hoping that it's more of, like, a meeting rather than just a cold audition. But we'll see. What's the difference? Like, the the audition is, like, what happened at the boutique agency, I think, is where I just kind of, like, came in red and left. I'm hoping this one is going to be more of, like, a meeting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want it to be, like... Like uh, like what they do to Vinny Chase in uh, Entourage. We're like, Apple, Coca-Cola, Maserati. We're going to make you a brand. <laughs> it's like Apple, Microsoft, Maserati, Vince Chase. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, Sam yeah. Skolnick. Yeah, that's what I want them to do. Well, that's cool. And then so then you have one too. The same day, Monday. Yeah. With a guy, an agency. Should I name it? Sure, why not? I get. Yeah. I'll name mine if you name yours. Uh, mine's called. I mean, it's Ro- It's called the Roger Paul Agency. Mine is CSD. Um, this guy is an agent, and he has his own business. And I met him through somebody at work at Kimmy Schmidt, uh, a girl who used to work for him, and she hooked me up. And I emailed them all my stuff, real headshot, resume, my commercial, and they told me to come in on Monday for a meeting. So I got out of work. By lying, and I'm going to go <laughs> oh, on. God, hopefully nobody listens to this. Uh, I'm going to go on Monday at one o'clock, and we'll see how it goes. Uh, Mary told me that she thinks that what's going to happen to me is if they like me, they'll give me a trial run where he's my agent for like three months. Where he like sends you places. He'll like he'll he'll submit me for as much as he can, see if he can get me auditions, and if I do well and get stuff, he'll continue to be my agent. Maybe uh-huh. like and then like fully get sign me, or if I don't do anything, then he'll maybe be like, never mind. Yeah, which that makes sense. It does make sense because considering I'm literally a nobody. Yeah, it's like what am I expecting him to do? It's like when when you start, like when you start a job and they're like, "All right, we'll put you on a trial period for three months before you can." Yeah, because I before we can start giving you like um real insurance. What if you're terrible? Yeah. What if I get on screen and I? Pull a Josh from that Drake and Josh episode when he's doing the news. We can go to LA. (laughs) Which we are doing. Which we're doing in March. Mid-March, we are going to go to LA for like two months and live on our friend's couch and have no jobs. And just like... We're just going to set up meetings and we're going to try to (laughs) do things. Yeah, it's, it's basically a rare opportunity where we can go to Los Angeles without having to worry about paying rent or worrying about finding a place or any of that. We're just going to go and... We're not going to have a job, so we can have all the time we want to just try. Yeah. We're just going to try. Yeah, we're going to set up uh, meetings. We are gonna. Uh, we already kind of have one set up with my cousin, who's a writer. Um, for David, who's listening, I'm sure, um, um, we'll pay utilities. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and... Uh, Thank you, David. Yes, thank you, David. I we love, love you. David. We love we love you, David, and Mike. Those are the guys letting us crash on their couch. And you know, I'm excited because it's a whole different universe than New York, and we technically don't know like if for some reason Sam and I made it big or we got some great opportunity in L.A. We could potentially not live in New York anymore and just do to do the L.A. thing. I mean, it's possible that we could find something and then clean all our shit out of New York and then just live in L.A. There's a lot of, yeah, a lot of possibilities. Or there's a chance that nothing happens and we get 
zero, and then we end up moving back to New York and doing another year in New York. We don't know. Who knows? It's kind of a weird thing. I, I, I still don't really know. Like, if you told me where to guess, if you told me to guess where I was in six months from now, I don't know if I'd say L.A. or New York. I have no idea. That's that's that freelance life, homie. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Because we got the friends in L.A., we got the, the close to the family, the friends, the weather, and I guess more opportunities, maybe. Maybe. We'll see. I feel like there's a lot more movie stuff happening in L.A. and a lot more writing stuff happening in L.A. A lot of the stuff here in New York is like production, production. Yeah, it's you know? m- much more writing is in L.A. Yeah, much more writing, much more acting, much of all, much more of all that stuff. Like I've always said, we like New York because there's not a lot of show business, but we like L.A. because there's a lot of show business. I know, it's a double-edged sword. It's a double-edged sword. 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 Sword fish. Um, yeah, but uh, I don't know, dude. Comedy, I, I wanted. I feel like I'm kind of a rut right now. I, I feel like I, I like don't really know. Like I'm trying to write stuff. You, you alright, dude? I'm fine. You alright? Okay. Yeah, I'm just trying to get comfortable in this chair. Trying to. Get, <laughs> um, next time we can put you on the on the bed. No, no, no. This is great. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> um. Anyway, so I feel like I'm kind of like a, I don't really know. I just don't know what to write about anymore, you know? I'm trying to write a new song, and I don't really know what to write about. I have a couple ideas. One idea is roommates and, like, how they're bad. Talk about, like, them throwing away your food or eating your food. Talk about them not being cleanly in the bathroom. Talk about them. I don't know. There's a lot of things there. Um, Okay. Or... The one that I want to do is like social anxiety and like talk about like uh, trying to remember people's names, like wanting people to come up to you and not have to go start a conversation, uh, things like that. Like okay. being at a party, like being like, damn, there's too many people here right now. <laughs> I don't know. And then there's also ulcerative colitis. That's a, I think that would be a funny one. Yeah. But that's the other thing is like I, I think I'm getting kind of tired of the guitar, even though I only have I don't have a lot of songs with the guitar, no, but, but I, I think I'm getting kind of tired of the guitar because I don't know how to play the guitar extensively. So I feel like there's a lot more options with like a piano or like something else. Whoa, whoa, what's happening? You okay, dude? Oh, God. Oh, you know, you just know. take the pop filter off. No. Oh. I like the pop filter. It makes me feel like I'm Beyonce <laughs> in a recording studio. Ow. You guys know Beyonce, right? You heard of her? She's playing at Coachella. Yeah, dude. This is going to be her big break. You got it all settled? I guess. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Anyway, I'm having a hard time. We can cut all that out. Yeah. Oh, let's, let's give me. We can cut this out. <laughs> I don't know what the fucking deal is with this stupid thing. That's just not okay. I think I got it. Isn't this supposed to be like movie? Like, yeah. It wasn't doing that. Mm. It wasn't being mobile enough. Okay. I like mobility. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. All right, we're back. Now we can come back in, and we're back. Okay, so um, we got a lot of things going right now. We have we have been 
refining our script. We've been turning it from a rock into a diamond for the last two weeks now. Yeah. Trimming the fat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Making, I, trimming the fat, but then also adding some muscle. Sure. Yeah. Adding yeah. some muscle. Like we want this to be lean. We don't want a fatty piece of meat. Mm-hmm. So we've been really working on that. Um, yeah. We've added some depth to it. Samantha here has been doing stand up. Yeah. Uh, I haven't, I don't know. I haven't been doing a lot of stand up lately and I think I should get back, get more into it because I've been, I've been a little pussy bitch. You feel? I do. <laughs> I've just been not doing a lot because I, because I feel like I don't know what to talk about, and I'm, you know, just in a, in a little rut. Sure. Um, but I'm trying to write a new song. I'm trying to come up with more. I, I think I want to do more, um, like charactery stuff, more uh, impression stuff. But I just got to find the confidence, you know. Got to find the confidence for it. Well, considering you've already gone up there to sing songs, I think you you can find that confidence. I mean, that you that's as hard as it gets. I guess. The songs the songs though are are a little easier and a little less scary to me because than... they're like a huge crutch. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> because kidding. music music and uh instruments are basically just the biggest crutch yeah, like you could lim- ever it's like have on stage. Limping your way through comedy. Um yeah, there's that. Uh and then um no, it's just like uh, cause like, cause like music, I mean, I'm a little more confident with cause I'm, cause I know that like, I'm not like doing anything fancy. I'm just kind of like powering through it, but everybody has opinions on people's impressions and like already think that impressions are cheesy and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. You got to nail an impression. Yeah. Which, um, and then, and then there's always like the, 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 the setup of impressions that is always like hard to figure out. Well, it's like, awkward and forced. Cheesy. It's like, you like, know, you know, you're just saying shit to get you to yeah, do the impression. You're saying stuff to get to the impression. It's like, like, what if like you were at like a, a donut shop and you saw Bill Cosby <laughs> and you're like, okay, and he's great. like, I would like the ones with the, with the sprinkles, but not like the brown sprinkles with the rainbow. Yeah. See, exactly. You know? Yeah. You just did it. Yeah. I just did it. Yeah. I know. But. Maybe that can be what you work on to get into characters not cheesy. Yeah. Or watch. Yeah. Is there any stand-ups you like where people do characters that isn't cheesy the way they get into them? Um, well, it's all about the confidence again. I think because like they're all they're all so confident in it that they're doing those cheesy setups, but they don't care. You know, and you can you can like sense their lack of giving a fuck, and it just makes it better. Yeah, it makes it better exactly. Because like because they they'll just be talking and they'd be like, yeah, and then I saw this. Uh, or like, could you like imagine like uh, Donald Trump like uh, in, in the line for the bathroom, like uh, the wiener? My wiener is so big. Like you know, I'm gonna need a bigger urinal than everyone I'm here. Need a I'm gonna need a bigger sink to wash my thick sausage-like fingers. I do have a, I do have a kind of a setup for a Donald Trump one. Yeah, it's like I feel like even if Donald Trump was. Even if he looked good, like if he was, if he was like a normal looking person, because he's not a good looking person. Disagree. Continue. <laughs> if even if he wasn't a, if he, if even if he was a good looking person, and and uh, he was just normal, and he still, and he, but he still had that voice. I think it hit everybody would just still wouldn't like him. Wow, that was yeah. a bold statement. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> Because so, like he's just normal and he comes up to you and he's like, "Hey, how's it going?" <laughs> Is that your Trump? 
Yeah. No. See, look, that's fucking killing my confidence right now, dude. <laughs> Hello. Oh my god, here it is. This is my Trump right here. Okay. Yikes. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Here's my Trump. Here's my Trump, everybody. My... <laughs> it's like South Park Trump. <laughs> yeah. Um. But you gotta get out there and do it. I mean, I, I'm not. I shouldn't be the one telling you to get up there and do it. You do stand up. I don't. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's definitely easier to tell other people what to do. I know, but you're the one who's found the confidence to do it. Yeah. You don't need anyone else telling you. You I'd got say, it. I don't have com. I still don't have confidence, though. It's just you. You don't. You just go up there, and then you're super nervous, and everybody hates you. <laughs> <laughs> so teen angsty. Yeah, so angsty, teeny. I hope. I I wish there was like um. Like when I was when I do stand up. And then, like, when I come off, I just want there, it to be playing, uh, like, where are you? <laughs> I hate that shit. <laughs> um, anyway, back to scripts. Uh, you mean, like, on what we're doing? Yeah. Yeah, so. We have, like, a few ideas we're bouncing around. We have a, so we're not, now we're deciding, like, some of the hardest things to do when you're, like, trying to get into this stupid industry is deciding what to do first. Yeah, because there's so much stuff that you like, have to do. We wrote a pilot, and we're pretty happy with it. Wrote a pilot, we're happy with it. But now it's like, we have another pilot idea. We have. We have a second episode idea. We, oh, yeah, second yeah. episode idea. We have, we want to do a sketch show that we've written a few sketches for. We want to do. A feature. A feature. Which uh, we have ideas for. Yeah, it's like pretty hard yeah it's like i've been working on the feature like like outlining and stuff uh-huh nice that's good it's tough but i, I think I, that's something that we need to learn how to do better is is splitting up what to do i'm trying like doing things on our own and then coming together and honing it i'm trying to do the thing because when we wrote our stuff in college occasionally we would just sit down like pull up a script writing thing and just go but yeah. it's like, and they always teach you, it's like, it's like when you write an essay in college, nobody makes the outline and does the plot points and writes a rough draft and then writes the thing. Mm-hmm. No one does that. Everyone writes the first paragraph and then like goes. Yeah. And it's like, I'm really trying this time to be good about it. So I basically watched the movie Swingers, Vince Vaughn and John Favreau for the first time. And I really liked it. And I, I was peeing and I got a stroke of inspiration for a scene. Great movie. And then I wrote the scene. And I sent it to you and my brother. And you guys are like, oh, yeah, this is cool. So now I basically got, went back. I read some of the script of Swingers. Yeah. Just to see how it was written. And then I, I read a bunch of articles about, like, why that script works and, like, why his characters work and, like, what you do. And there was, like, these 10 bullet points that I liked. So I wrote those down and their descriptions. And I'm trying to keep those in mind with everything because that's about two people. That movie and this movie that I have in mind is about two people. Also, I want you to play the main guy, not me. I'm switching it. Okay. And I the characters are changing a little bit, but I want you to be the guy. Well, yeah, okay. You mean the guy in the, I want to be in the, the guy scene on the, that you've currently wrote? Yeah, I, I want to be the guy calling you. Okay. Now. So you want to be the Vince Vaughn? Yeah. To my Favreau? Yeah. Okay. I think it makes more sense. Not just because I of mean, the not height. because we both look, <laughs> I look more Favreau, you look more Vaughn. No, but yeah, so I'm, I'm really trying to like, make a beat sheet, go through like, I'm writing like plot ideas and I'm yeah. writing character ideas and like doing all of that and trying to keep like a, like a, like a, a steady voice for each character. Yeah. Because that's what I learned about. Cause I was like, why does this movie work? Cause it didn't really do that well, but it kind of became culty. It's a cult classic. Yeah. And it's, and it's made money consistently after it's release. Like it uh-huh. didn't do well when it came out, but like 
So basically what they're talking about is in the movie, Favreau's character never falters from like what, like he's, he's the same the whole way through. Yes. He does grow, but like the way he is, like he's always apprehensive, nervous, shy, awkward, right. like, disapp- like discouraged. He's always that way. That's one of the things that I uh, that I've heard in podcasts, all these things. But though, like the key thing to movies is that you have to make sure that it's like each character has their own thing, thing. going on, hardcore. Because yeah. they talked about like obviously Vaughn and Favreau have their thing, and it's like they said the biggest issue that people who are younger have when they write scripts is all their characters people sound the same. Yeah, everyone ha- they speak the same, and it's just like everyone's the same. Yes, but it's like Favreau and Vince Vaughn speak very differently, and it's like even if you almost exaggerate it, like Vince Vaughn saying "baby" and "money" the whole time. Yeah. It really does separate them, and you like really understand their difference in character. Yeah, and it's like that's what I want to try and do. I I basically am combining you, me, and Jared into two people. Yes, that's what I'm. My idea is, and I want me to be a little bit of you and me, and I want the character I want to be is I want it to be a little bit of you and me, and I want the character you're going to be a little bit of you and Jared. Yeah, and me almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like the more like. Oh my god! Oh, I don't know what to do. Huh? Whatever. Blah. That well, kind of a thing. Just like I want you to be the quieter one. The I I think you're gonna have a girlfriend. Yeah. That you want to break up with because she's not good to you. Okay. And I'm convincing you to go on this t- trip to L.A. And I want to move there permanently. And you just want to go for a month because you want to go back to your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And the road trip is gonna be us experiencing all this shit. We're never gonna get to L.A. Like the, the, us arriving to L.A. will be the end. Okay. And by by the time we get there, I think you're going to break up with her. Okay. And we're gonna and we're gonna both decide to be in LA together. Okay. So that's like my very basic. That's like yeah, the skeleton. The skeleton, like the raw raw skeleton. Yeah. But yeah, like all those other damn. I wish I had my computer because those ten points were actually interesting. But whatever we can, yeah, that's that, yeah, we don't, yeah. That's a good. I mean, it's a good idea, and I, I think it's good. And w- again, with the character thing, is like everybody has their own thing, but then every everybody's got to have their something going. Like, it it can't be like like they've they came to this scene to be in this scene. They need to have been doing something. They need to be looking forward to something. Like they all need to be. Uh, there. I mean, obviously, they all need to be their own people. But that's extremely hard to do. Is to is to have a character have to have multiple characters in one movie that have different things going on it's hard to keep track of it it is come up with and you got to make it simple it's like what when it comes down to it it's like every scene is such a simple idea it's like x wants this and y wants this and then you just like fill it in with fun dialogue yeah but it's like every single scene john favreau's in all he cares about is basically the ex-girlfriend i mean the whole thing is him trying to forget about her literally every scene almost yeah you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's yeah, yeah. Him and Vince Vaughn are almost in every scene, and he's constantly just like trying to get over it, and Vince Vaughn's trying to help him. Yeah, and then there's there's things where like each scene, uh, you go from one mood to another mood. It goes like you go into it like down, but then you're but then you're hopeful by the end of this scene, and then you go into this scene hopeful, and then you're not hopeful by the end of this scene. It's like it's like a whole. It needs to be flowy, you know, and it, it needs to be flowy and different and each character needs to have their own thing. And so like a, it's a ton of stuff to worry about. Yeah. And then, and then they said you also need to show like in the movie Swingers, you have to show that Vince Vaughn cares about Favreau because if not, he'd be a dick. Yeah. You you really have to push that like that he cares about him and wants to help him and show stuff where you like feel sympathy towards Vince Vaughn because he's helping Favreau. Yeah. And that's like 
uh, it's like they need to need each other. Exactly. Like what we have in our in our pilot script. Yeah, you have to show that that relationship is just as important as the one of him and his ex girlfriend. Mm-hmm. You know exactly. It's yeah. It's very. Uh, it's um. It's like just as complex as real life. You know. Yeah. That's that's the goal is to make it like it's like real life. Yeah, and you know it's interesting at the end of the movie in the script, it's different than it is now. Like the scene with him in the di- isn't that how it ends? Right, him in the diner with the girl. Vince Vaughn flirting so. with that woman. It's, I haven't seen it in a while. You've seen it like a week ago. That yeah. scene's not there in the script, so they must have come out with that later. But it it ends with him going back in the apartment, and you know, how, like his ex girlfriend finally calls him. Yeah, and he's on the phone with her, but then the Heather Graham calls him, and he yeah. hangs up on the ex girlfriend while she's saying "I love you." Right, and he starts talking to Heather Graham, and you're like, "Oh, he finally got over her." Yeah, in the script that happens, but then he's like having a conversation with the phone machine, the answering machine, like he was at the start when the answering machine was like. You should move on, Mike. Or it, it, the 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 answering machine would like talk to him at the start of the movie for a second. Yeah, it's like his mind. Well, that comes back at the end, and they have even more of a conversation. Oh. And like that's how it ends. But then they they changed it. They changed it. Okay. So that was interesting to see it. Mm-hmm. Yo, I actually wanted to talk to you about this. So what I noticed about Goodwill Hunting, because <laughs> I was thinking about young, like you know, obviously Favreau was young when he wrote that one. I'm thinking. Although about, he was 30 in that movie. Oh, he was. Which makes you feel good. Yeah, and Vince Vaughn was twenty six. Okay, so okay, we're good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, for Google Hunting, yeah, I was I was listening to an interview with Casey um, Affleck, Affleck, and the rapist. God, no, I know assault. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, anyways, I was listening in like them in their in their early early twenties, like when they were twenty twenty one twenty two. They all of them like. Damon, Casey, Affleck, Affleck. Affleck or Ben, they all were. They all just kind of like fucked around, really. Like they would get acting jobs here and there, but then they'd all just live in this one place and just kind of like be idiots, be idiots, right? And um, and they were like in like they, and and basically like in uh, Goodwill Hunting, they're like one of us has to get out of here, basically. Like we have to get out of here because this is still back in Boston. They would yeah. live. They would get an acting job, go do it, and then come back. We have to get out of here, basically. And so what I was thinking is Goodwill Hunting is kind of essentially that that notion, but put into a, a different uh, fa- like field. Field. It's not yeah. entertainment. Now it's, it's, it's math. math. Yeah, it's it's math and science and stuff like that. It's this one guy who's exceptional at math and science, but it's put into that uh, into the perspective of where they are in life when they wrote it. So like they're they're where they are in life when they wrote it is like they're like we need to get out of this town, but they want to do it for acting, but the character they wrote wanted to do it for math, for math. Which is weird. It is weird, but it's it's essentially the exact same thing. Yeah. They just probably didn't want to do like the oh guy wants to be an actor thing. Exactly. So it's like this guy's really good at math. Yeah. And that's how he becomes extraordinary and moved on yeah i'm not sure exactly what i wanted to prove with that but it's just something that i noticed and yeah. like and like maybe something we want to look at because a lot of stuff that we do is like all the right right what you know stuff and what we know is television yeah. <laughs> basically mm-hmm. and so i was thinking like maybe we want to take a shot at changing it from television to something else and just make it that you know what I mean? in our script in anything i don't know just, just like a like a different idea. Yeah, the only, yeah, that is interesting. Do Do you think they knew a lot about math? I have no idea. No, because if you watch the movie, 
really has nothing to do with math. I know, but he'll like whip out those crazy like theorems and stuff like that. Do you like think that. they were math guys? But no, probably not. They I think they probably just, like, probably looked, up, just looked up stuff. Yeah, like like what is like oh this scene has to do with like let's just think of a hard math problem yeah, exactly. and look it up how to solve it. Like what's like an um uh, like a almost impossible problem and then they use that name in the scene and then they have Matt Damon solve it in the hallway. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we could do that cuz I yeah, I guess you really don't you don't have to be super well versed in it. You just have to do a little research. Yeah. I don't know. Just I just thought it was something interesting that yeah. I that I kind of realized on my own, which was nice. Which was was fun to think about. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I This is the this is the first time where I've actually been like really intrigued by a a feature and I actually kind of I really want to do it. Yeah. I don't yeah. know though. I mean, I'm all, I'm all in on features. I've been kind of getting more into like every time every time Oscar season rolls around, I'm like, damn, I want to do movies. Yeah. And then like the rest of the year, I'm like, I don't know this, TV. this. I still want to do movies, but I want to do this. I want to do this. And then Oscar season rolls. And around, you watch like, all these great movies. movies. And you're like, God, because it's like when push comes to shove, when push comes to shove, like TV is great. No, but a really good movie is. Yeah. It's still above everything. It's else. hard to beat. It's just so unique and because every, everybody's like, I mean, like yes. There's a lot of great TV right now. There's a lot of cinematic TV right now. Yeah, more and than everybody ever and and actors. There's actors in movies and in TV, and they and it's interchangeable these days, and that's great. But movies still have that experience to them that is just like way better than TV. Yeah, it's just so. Yeah, you know. So I've been writing a bunch of stuff down. Yeah. Throw in a throw in a Google Doc, dude. Yeah. I'll uh, see if I can continue. Oh, that's what we should do today. What? The True TV stuff. What what do we have to do for that? We have to make a uh, an outline basically. Not like an outline, but we have to explain the series and then For sorority stories? Yeah, for sorority. Yeah, we stories. should actually take our time and make it sound Really good. Yeah, we should do that. Rather than just like last minute whip together a paragraph that's just like, guys, just as girls, LOL. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But that's what we should do today. We're going to enter this thing uh, sponsored by New York Television Festival. They teamed up with True TV, and they're looking for comedy uh, formats, which is exactly what our our sorority stories is yeah like they don't want like a pilot they want like yeah so what they're doing is they're asking people to submit and they're gonna you know choose one to give a development deal to which would be a tight i know it's like but what are the odds of that who knows yeah i mean even osh is also doing it you know like a lot of people probably are all yeah you know all this shit everybody's constantly submitting like we, we did we submitted to a late night writers workshop where we made like monologue jokes and wrote sketches and yeah Blah, blah, blah. And, you know, we'll see. Yeah. We literally did it to the last minute. <laughs> that was so nerve wracking. We submitted we're, it at 11.59 p.m. Yes. And that's when it was, that's it was the due by last midnight. minute. Yeah. I think we did it at 11.58. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it was like still like, I was like shaking. <laughs> I was like shaking. I was like, oh, do I hit submit? Okay. I hit submit. And then like, and then like the, uh, the page didn't refresh for a second. And I was like, oh, shit. This is going to take too long. We're not going to get it. And then it went through. I was like, whew. Yeah. Who knows, though? Um, but, yeah, we just went to, like, damn, we should do movies to, like, 
And we're submitting to True TV comedy format for sorority <laughs> stories. For sorority stories are, are are like, you know, the probably the least, you know, the least thought provoking. Uh, yeah, the least thought provoking thing we've ever done. But I it, think the most thought provoking thing we've ever done was chocolate. Yeah, yeah. Or getting water. Mp4. <laughs> <laughs> that that took some. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> or our documentary about improv. Yeah, that's underrated. Yeah, very underrated. Yeah, maybe we should have sent that to uh, the How I Met Your Mother guys. That's right, name fucking drop. We sent some stuff to the <laughs> How I Met Your Mother guys. I met with him a few months ago. He told me to send him some stuff, and we've been... <laughs> and what's his name? Craig. Yeah! His name is Craig Thomas. And he... Uh... There's Craig Thomas, there's Craig Robinson, and there's no Craigs besides those two in film. Until... Until now. Until me. Until now. Yeah, you met with that dude though. Well yeah, done. so I met with him and then he told me to send in our stuff and then I was and then I sent him an email saying like we wanted to we wanted to make our pilot script better for them, so then we will send it when we're done. And then we just sent it last week and it's been like two months. <laughs> so But hey, you met with him. To, yeah. We're still waiting to hear back from them about that. We sent them a lot of stuff. We sent oh. them our pilot script, our late night writers. Chocolate. We Our short sent film. them chocolate. We sent them salt. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, we did both of those. We sent them sorority stories. What about what kind of dogs, you suppose? <laughs> we didn't send them that. But hey, you know, that's pretty uh, cool. Like, how many people get to meet the creator of How I Met Your Mother? Yeah. Very hey, I cool. opened a door for Tina Fey yesterday, so we're both killing it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're in closer contact with Tina, I'd say. Uh, physically in proximity, yes. Physically, but you've yes. like had lunch with this guy. Proximity I have is not had a conversation with. Proximity me. is forty percent of the battle. <laughs> sure, you need to be able to get into contact with these people. Yeah, that ain't gonna happen. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. We this has been kind of a a a meshy episode. Like we've talked about ideas, but then we've also been talking about our our progress and stuff like that all in one one big lump because yeah. i was i was about to say well what about ideas but we've been talking about ideas this entire time mm -hmm. quite it's good to be back interesting it is good to be back it's yeah. nice to talk about this stuff sometimes. i'm glad that the sound recorder is working i'm glad that uh, we have our new space yeah and sometimes it's good it actually it is like head clearing sometimes to just talk for an hour about everything yeah it definitely is and um yeah. Uh, you want to do some sparkle farkle? Sure. So what, you got a farkle? God, for, I, guess we I mean, we could... Last we have, month? Of, yeah, from the last month. So what's happened? Um, I would say my sparkle is getting a meeting with a talent agent. Yeah. I, I, that's pretty sparkly. I'm very cautiously optimistic. Although we do do farkles first. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay. We like to end on sparkles here, Craig. Okay. Uh, end on a high note. Yeah. Um, what was shitty that happened to me? I would say for me, what was farkly in the past month was that I don't think I, I really used the opportunity I had with that first agency. I don't think I did very well, you know? Yeah. And that kind of bummed me out. But then I was like, everybody who ever gets anything does something and then forgets about it. And then they hear back about it and is like, Damn, I got it, you know? <laughs> so I'm I just decided to forget about it. Good. 
and then talk about it for 30 minutes. <laughs> Forget um, about it, but secretly think about it every <clears throat> single day. Yeah. That's what that's what I've noticed, though, is that people who get things, anytime I've listened to an interview like, how did I get SNL? How did I get the new girl? How did I get any of these shows? They're like, I, have, I had so much going on. I did this audition. It was just another audition. I went on. I knew that if I didn't get it, I still had this job and I'd be fine. And but that's then when I you get, get stuff. That's when you get stuff. Yeah, it's when because it's when you're comfortable. Yeah, when you know it. If you don't care about it, you're so much better. Yeah, it's like that, so, that my mom always preaches that. She's always like, you should do acting on the side because then if you're not like dependent on every single audition, like yeah. if that's not live or die, then you'll do way better. That's the problem though, is that I overthink about it, and then I'm like, I'm like, I don't really care about this because I have a job, and I don't have to worry about it. But that'd be really cool if I get this because I don't have to do this job anymore, blah, blah, blah. You know? So then I overthink it. Yeah. Well, if you don't like your job, then it still makes it important because you're like, fuck, I want this so bad. Yeah, that's true. It's hard to make things not important when they're important. I know. You got to act like it isn't. Damn. Damn. Act. Anyway, do you have a farkle? Yeah. The one I can think of is um, two weeks ago. We had a day working for Kimmy Schmidt where we had a table read, and it's my duty to set it up and film it. Out of the three PAs, it's kind of I kind of had to spear that one. That doesn't make sense. What's the spearhead? phrase? I kind of spearhead the table reads, and it was in Harlem. We were on location. We had to, to travel to Harlem to do the table read, so Whoa. it was a big day because we normally do them in the building. So I was the late shift, so I had to be there at nine thirty, and the car was going to be packed up with all our shit at nine thirty, and I was going to walk in, and we were going to go. Well. I don't know what happened. Something happened, and I slept in, and I woke up at 10 Oh, to my boss calling me, and I literally woke up, saw the clock, and said, fuck, and then answered the phone, and I was like, I'm so sorry. I slept in. I don't know what happened. I'm late, blah, blah, blah. She wasn't happy. Uh, it, was the wor- it was just the worst. I've done that before. I, <sighs> I did that. At, I mean, it, mine was lower stakes, but I woke up at like 11, and I had to be at work at 10. God, it's and the I, worst. And Katie was calling me because she was working that day, too. I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, shit, I'm coming. And she's like, oh, okay. I was like, and then I hung up and just like threw Frantically, on. yeah. And, and that, it was but terrible. Yeah. It's like, it was the, honestly, it was the, the, the worst feeling. It was the worst feeling and it was the worst day. Out of every day I've had on that job, that day was the worst day I could have been late. Every day besides that, I, it could have been okay. There obviously would have been some bad ones, but this one was probably the worst. Yeah. And then we ended up getting to Harlem and we ended up being, I mean, the table was like two and we ended up being set up way before and yeah. we had time, but oh God, it was a terrible thing. And everybody was like, heard you slept in this morning. Yeah. And that was a thing. But you know, it's, that's always the worst. I know. I t- At least you're close to your work and everything. My boss came to my apartment. Why? Because I'm so close. Like she, because they, a lot of them were worried because I'm, I've never been late and I live so close. Uh, they were like, yeah. Like, I hope, like, he didn't get fucking hit by a hit car. Hit by a car, yeah. Or, like, I don't know, something happened. So, my boss came to my thing, and she didn't know the code to get into my building. So, that's she was, why she was calling you. Yeah, so she oh, was calling okay. me standing outside. I see. And then I literally got dressed in a minute, ran downstairs, and then the two other PAs pulled up, and we went to Harlem. And I was just like, and then I had to text my boss apologizing a bunch, and she was fine about it. You know, she was nice, and she was like, you know, at least, you like, everybody has slept in before, like, at least you didn't, like, deliberately miss it because you were just, like, being, like, it was an accident. Yeah. It happens to everyone. She's like, but yeah, you know, she's like, it did suck that it was on today. At least you weren't like getting coffee on your way to work yeah. and your coffee took too long or something. No. You know, yeah. So that was yeah. bad. But yeah. yeah, 
And then the next day I set like 17 alarms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, wait. Question? Question. Answer. That's what I meant. How say. long have alarm clocks been a thing? Alarm clocks? Yeah, how long have those been around? A long time? Very long time. Like since the 30s? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because they have those mechanical ones that like ring in between the two bells, you know? Okay. Because I was just thinking, what, what happened to people? How'd they get up at a certain time before alarm clocks? good question i'm not sure if there was like a schedule like that back then you know if it was just like what did george washington have an alarm clock i have no idea and if he didn't and they're like you have a thing at eight <laughs> then what you're like all I mean, right they have um, somebody who gets him up but how, how does that person get up they stay up <laughs> it's just there's just so the, a a very long time. Everyone goes time. to bed and there's then one long... guy stays up and then wakes somebody up at six and then he goes to bed. And yeah, that exactly. Wakes... Exactly. There's a long line of people who have to wake people up. Um, anyway, Sparkle. Yeah, um, I did mine. Yeah, you kind of did. I'll say that that's my Sparkle too. It's. I mean, yeah, it's cool. It's pretty sparkly. Sure. Um, it's pretty sparkly. <laughs> yeah, so I got my meeting on Monday. You got your meeting on Monday too. And we'll report back we on... Will. How devastated or happy we are on next <laughs> Saturday, probably. Yeah, sounds good. Well, um, you know what we didn't do today? Talk about Trump. No. Oh, I'm happy about that. That we didn't talk about Yeah, that? I'm, that's all everybody talks about. No, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm listen talking to about, this hour and not have to deal with any of that shit. I'm, I'm talking about, you know, what we didn't do today for this episode that we always do. Wait. Have alcohol? Sponsor. Oh, shit. We didn't even do a sponsor today. Maybe we should cut this out and then do a sponsor. Um, no, no, no. We should keep this in. Yeah. And then right now, cut to a sponsor as if it were the beginning of the episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, great. And we're back. So thanks, everybody, for listening. It's been great to be back on Unpaid Programming. Um, yet again, we have been striving towards getting paid programming. And how about this? I say we get paid. On Monday, we're going to find out if we get one step closer to getting paid. Oh, boy. Let's get paid for what we want to do, Sam. Let's get paid. For all the dreamers out there, keep dreaming, huh? Here's to all the ones that dream. That was La La Land. Foolish as they may seem. Also, watch The Young Pope. That shit's dope. Oh, that is dope. Peace.